Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode. If you are somebody who loathes the idea of tracking your food, or if you tracked your food in the past and you're like, I absolutely felt miserable in that season, I'm not here today to convince you that you need to start tracking every morsel of food that enters your mouth, but I hope to bring you a different hindsight perspective and maybe strategy towards tracking your food to help you align what you are eating mindfully with the goals that you want to achieve. So if you're here for that, let's roll into today's episode. Welcome to the Living in Sync podcast, where we will talk about the biological blueprint of your cycle and how your hormones impact every area of your life. I'm your host, Joelle, certified nutritionist, mom of two, fitness coach for over a decade, and I want to help you better understand your cycle to work with your body in achieving your goals. I will teach you how to care for your body in a well-rounded and realistic way that caters to your season of life and feel freaking amazing. In every episode, you will get tips, takeaways, and just feel like this is a heart-to-heart chat with a friend. Let's roll into today's episode. Okay, so to kick this off and to really talk to you guys about tracking your food, I really want to tell you right off the bat that even those health and fitness coaches, those people, those professionals that you know that either track with my fitness pal track their macros are looking at their calories and even health and fitness coaches who suggest tracking don't always track i've been in the health and fitness industry and especially the social media health and fitness industry for over a decade now and even the people that i look to and i admire the ones that are all about tracking your macros they take breaks They don't track everything all the time. So even if after I present with you the information that I want to give you today, you're like, okay, maybe I should really start seeing how this could be a tool for me. I want you to really go into this knowing this isn't a I'm doing this lifelong forever type of thing because nobody does. Sometimes you use a tool and start with a tool to gain metrics to gain information and then you kind of roll into it being a pattern and habit all right and while I know a lot of you listening have that mindset of like I hate tracking what I'm eating I do want you to know that there was a Harvard study done and this research showed that people interested in losing weight that kept a food journal for a tool and saw that tool for helping with changes in behaviors and kind of insight to what it is that they were eating. In one of the weight loss studies of nearly 1,700 participants, those who kept food records lost twice as much weight as those who kept no food records. So this has been proven that if you take that information of what you are eating and you are you become aware of it, you will then see, you are more likely to see results than somebody who doesn't. Or when you don't track, you don't be mindful of what it is you are eating. And this leads me into my first point in really looking at, in the past, were you using tracking solely as a restriction method? 
Did you start tracking and looking at your food intake so then you could cut and drastically see quick weight loss? Was it all about only going over a certain number of calories? Was it stuck in that type of frame where you were trying to eat as little as possible? So you're associating that extreme diet, that extreme calorie deficit, the barely barely eating anything, and you're really associating it with tracking or um, taking in what you are eating, right? Have you only ever tracked your food when you've wanted to eat the least amount? Well, then yeah, of course, you're probably going to have a negative association with it. Is it possible for you to just literally eat a normal day, eat a normal day and track it Look at that information and then be like, huh, isn't that interesting? You're not tracking to eat less. You're not tracking for any other reason other than information and insight to what your day-to-day is already like. What if you started to see tracking, whether you use MyFitnessPal, whether you use just a notebook and you're writing down what it is that you're eating and you're not even looking at calories or protein or anything like that. You're just taking it in as information. What if you used this method just to get curious, just to get curious about do you really know how much it is that you're eating, how frequently you are eating. And like I mentioned, this isn't a forever thing. You know, when I really think about when I started different methods of, I don't want to say getting my ish together when it came to fitness, but I've always had this thought of, I eat fairly healthy, right? I eat fairly healthy most of the time. And every time, whether I'm using my fitness pal, whether I'm using a food journal, whether I was, you know, using the container system back in the day, it always taught me something new about myself. It always showed me something, you know, when I was doing to be mindset and I was, um, tracking my food. And this was when my two kids were really, really, really little, I found with with to be mindset comes the mantra of track every BLT, bite, lick, taste, like track everything. And that was really when I brought that awareness of how much I was mindlessly snacking on this, that, and the other thing after my kids were going through the crazy tantrums that toddlers do, or that I was using that as a way to regulate my central nervous system. That's when I really was like, yes, I'm having these healthy-ish meals, but I was really noticing like there was a lot of BLTs going on in my day, right? That I wasn't tracking, that I wasn't being mindful of, and they were probably adding up to not even joking, you guys, like an extra 500-ish calories. And that was when I had to be honest with myself, Joelle, there's not, there's really not anything going on with hormones. You are excessively eating, especially under stressful moments. With that hindsight and with that information, I have gotten better about coping mechanisms during those stressful times. I've gotten a little bit better with that type of control, but it wasn't until I started tracking, saw this internal information that was right in front of me on the paper. And I was like, huh. Isn't that interesting? 
And I cannot tell you how many clients I have worked with time and time again, especially when it comes to eating enough protein, where they're like, oh yeah, I'm sure I eat plenty. And then when we really look at it, it's around 40-ish grams a day, which even if you're not working out, even if you're not um, active, that is a very low amount of protein because we do want to preserve our muscle mass and we have to be cognizant of eating enough protein in order to preserve that muscle mass. And it is just, it's only in that that nitty gritty of tracking things down, taking a look at the measurements and saying, huh, isn't this interesting? Another thing that I've seen common for many, many women is like I said at the beginning of this episode, is only using tracking when you are trying to be extreme. So somebody who is eating on average in their day-to-day, let's say 2,200 calories, and then they're like, oh, I'm going to start tracking. I really want to get my ish under control. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to try to stay around 14 to 1,600 calories. That is a big, drastic dip. And that is going to kind of make you feel hungry and tired and miserable. But really getting into a calorie deficit doesn't need to be going from the 2200 calories to the 1400 calories. You could really see a good sustainable weight loss if, and these are just numbers I'm throwing out there. These are not general numbers for overall anybody to use what you want to do is work with somebody one-on-one or go into your own personal information and try things out but let's say on average somebody is eating around 2200 calories well going to around 2000 or 1900 would be more of a well that's still pretty kind of an aggressive calorie deficit but in there you're not going to feel as restrictive you're not going to feel as miserable you can make sure you're eating enough protein and fiber to help you feel full right and then bring the awareness of like okay wow I don't have to be so drastic when and if I am trying to achieve a fat loss goal and that is best done under a slight calorie deficit that takes time. You know, rapid weight loss, losing 10 pounds in four weeks. You're not losing 10 pounds of fat in those four weeks. Fat loss is slow and sustainable over time, right? It's a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And approaching in that way also leads to you doing it in a healthy way for your metabolism. So you're not monkeying with and messing with hormones and metabolism type of um, backlash when extreme dieting happens. So really what I'm saying is, is I don't necessarily think you need to go from not tracking anything at all straight into tracking every morsel in my fitness pal or something like that. Maybe just start with, I always talk about this, establish the habit and then improve upon it. Maybe you just have a notebook that's sitting there and you're going to you know, you can do one of two things. I'm going to throw a lot of methods at you and you really have to determine with your personality type, with the season of life that you are in and all of that, which method would be best for you. So to start, one method that could really work for you is an evening reflection. 
So looking at, okay, what was my day like? How did I start my day? What did I eat? Can you recall everything that you ate? Can you recall around what time you ate? Can you recall when you had good energy? And can you recall when you had energy dips? And just start there. Just start there because so many people get defeated if, you know, you're eating some things in the break room and then you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have my tracker. I don't have my notebook or I don't really want to write that down. But can you neutralize it at the end of the day? Likewise, you could do this in the morning, reflect on the day before. It totally depends on your schedule and your routine. Or the other thing you could do is Once you've done that reflection and really looked at, could you come up with a plan for yourself in this upcoming day, right? So this would really be phase two of giving this a try. Maybe write out your plan, what you want your nutritious, best self type of person to eat, right? Like what are you going to eat today, right? And then see how your day goes. And if it's too restrictive, you might always find like, oh, I'm super hungry in the evening. Well, then you could look at and be like, well, yeah, I'm not really eating enough throughout my day. I'm trying to be drastic here and my body really does need more food than what I'm giving it. Another insight that might come along is your afternoon energy. If you constantly are like, oh, I get a dip in energy and that makes me want to go get X, Y, and Z, you could bring that awareness to, oh my gosh, well, I didn't really have that much for lunch or for breakfast. So yeah, your body is going to be asking for calories. But the only way you can really bring that understanding is through awareness sometimes. Sometimes what you want to do is phase one would be taking a look at how things are right now. No shame. You don't have to like, oh, that was a bad choice. That was a good choice. Like if you ate the Snickers bar, write down you ate the Snickers bar, right? Like the only person you're hiding that from is yourself. And by hiding that from yourself doesn't mean it didn't happen, right? If you're like, oh, I had, I was so good, but then I had a Snickers bar and then it led me to having this and then it led me to having that. The only way you kind of get to the bottom of, What's going on is by bringing that awareness to it. And that can be by looking at the information that's straight in front of you on the paper. And sometimes doing this with the insight of what if you took you out of the equation? What if you took yourself out of the equation? What do I mean by that? If you wrote down everything that you ate yesterday, right? And you weren't looking at it from like eating too much or eating too little. Think of a person named Jane handed you that paper. What would you be saying to her? You would be 100% using a more nice tone for her than what you're internally talking to about yourself. You'll also look at it from the standpoint of like, okay, Jane, well, you didn't really have that much at lunch. So it really makes sense as to why at three o'clock, three hours you've after you've had lunch, your body is looking for more energy. What if you had a protein-packed snack? Oh, we don't really have time to plan for another snack around three o'clock because work is so busy at that time. Okay, what if you had a larger lunch that was more fueling and satisfying? 
One of my clients who worked in a setting where she couldn't just always eat whenever she wanted, we started implementing this at her lunch. I'm like, what if you were eating more at lunch? What if you didn't just stop yourself at that little like pitiful thing that you brought for yourself for lunch because you packed it in the morning when you weren't that hungry? What if you just had larger portion at lunch? See if that sustains you longer. And that ended up working for her. Now I had a client where that suggestion didn't work for her. We had to realign, but we had information that brought awareness to what could be best for their particular situations, right? I know that learning about your cycle, all the phases, different tips, and what is supportive and what isn't supportive for each phase is confusing and overwhelming at first. And most methods teach you to stop doing and cut things out, but I have created a simple and streamlined method to living in sync with your cycle. This method lives in my Feminine Edge community, where I teach women how to live in sync realistically with their season of life. Each month, the collective gets exclusive classes and content in our app and private podcast feed, so I have made learning my methods as easy as listening to a podcast just like you are now. If you've been curious about your cycle and learning more about it, come into the Feminine Edge Collective, an exclusive community for Christian women that want to better understand our biological blueprint and use it to optimize every area of your life. The community is currently open and I encourage you to hop in now because learning all of this doesn't happen all at once, but over time, taking it piece by piece and making it work for you. That is why we are using this membership model. So you're not overwhelmed or overhauling everything all at once, and you can connect with other women along the way. I'm excited to welcome you into the community, my friend. Check the show notes for the link and details, and I will see you in there. Or you can go to www.tinyurl.com forward slash F-E women. That's tinyurl.com forward slash F-E women. Let's get back to the show. And so when I'm talking to you guys about seeing, tracking, paying attention to what you're eating and all of that, is the only time you've ever done it is when you wanted to be crazy extreme and you've looked at how to get your calories at your lowest? Well, if you don't know if you're that person that starts with eating around 2,400 calories a day and then you just jump into being like, oh, I'm going to eat 1,600 because that will help me lose weight, your body and is really going to send you so many mixed signals because that may not be enough proper nourishment for your daily, um, your daily energy expenditure, right? So I want you to maybe try tracking in a different light. I want you to maybe try tracking your nutrition and your health and fitness and look at it from a different standpoint of, I am looking at what I'm eating solely for information. If you eat the Snickers bar, write down the Snickers bar. Don't let your inner dialogue trap you into thinking like, oh, that was really bad. I shouldn't have had that Snickers bar. It's for information. And then once you have that type of information, whether you're doing it in an app, whether you're doing it on a pen and piece of paper, whether you're doing it at the end of the day, when what's done is done and you're doing that reflection, you can then look at that information and see what it is telling you. 
and see what it is telling you, okay? And how does this come about in relation to your cycle? Because sometimes you can even use the information and the things that you know about your cycle to maximize, and I talk about this in my Feminine Fitness Foundations course, the only place you can find that Foundations course is in my membership. And if you you really look at what's going on with their cycle, there are going to be some times where you're like, I'm not as hungry. There are going to be other times where you're like, I, I feel like I'm always hungry. And by knowing and seeing that repetitive cyclical pattern, you can start working with your body because in phases where I know I'm not going to be as hungry, you know, I'm not going to be as snacky, I plan for myself around three-ish meals. But when I know that that hanger is my metabolism's up because of what's going on with my biology, literally you need more calories in certain phases than, than in others. I know I can plan for that. I can plan for, okay, I know that the hangry, I'm going to need some chocolate. I'm going to need to make sure my protein is on point. I'm really going to have to make sure I have fueling blood sugar balancing meals to make sure that I am supporting my goals and not just going into the pantry and grabbing thing after thing after thing because I have this craving, because I have this emotion, right? And I do start setting myself up with if this, then that type of situations. If I am craving something chocolatey, I'm going to have chocolate with da-da-da-da-da, or I'm going to do this. If I'm craving something salty, I'm going to pop popcorn and put my truffle salt on it with some edamame, and I'm going to have more of a well-rounded insight of like, it's not that I'm always telling myself, you can't eat, you can't eat, you shouldn't snack, you shouldn't snack. I have the if this, then that, type of those situations already planned out. So if that happens, then I know exactly what my options are for listening to my body and catering to what it wants and what it needs and what I'm going to enjoy, right? So this kind of brings us back into wrapping up is tracking something that you want to do. I would take a look at why. And in the past, when did you track your food? Most likely it was because you were solely focused on seeing extreme weight loss, right? Like when have you ever just been like, oh, I'm going to just see what I'm eating to see what I'm eating and get that information. That's what I'm asking you to do. If you made no changes to what it is you are actually eating, like I want to know how that would feel for you to take four days, four very typical days, write down or track whichever feels best for you, being in an app, pen and piece of paper, whatever it is, just track those four days and look at that information like a scientist or like you're, you know, you, you met a woman named Jane and she just was like, hey, can you look at these four days of food for me? What kind of things and patterns and types of, you know, like what kind of information does that bring to mind? And the goal is not to cut. The goal is not to be drastic. The goal is not to be good. The goal is not anything other than look at this information. How would that change your hindsight on tracking? 
What if you saw tracking as information? What if you saw tracking as straight up becoming a scientist of yourself? Amber Breeze, the key talks about that all the time, becoming a scientist of yourself. And that was it. And you took that information and you were like, okay, how did I feel on that day? Did I eat that because I liked it? Did I eat that because I was overwhelmed? Like just straight up scientific research and see how things kind of click or start rolling for you. Because I bet the only time you have tracked your food was because you were going to be really restrictive. You wanted to see quick weight loss. You wanted to have it be like a report card where if a dietitian looked at it and they were like, oh my gosh, you are just the A plus cleanest eater I've ever seen, right? And that's not what tracking is. Tracking is not on a, on a scale of a A plus to an F. It's just information. And for you to look at that information from a scientific, informative type of standpoint, I bet you will feel very empowered to start making even micro shift choices that can lead to big changes. Maybe you do start noticing, oh my gosh, I get out of control with my snacking at this time. What if I did this instead? Oh my gosh, you know, I'm noticing I'm even so hungry before it's even lunchtime. What's you can use this information and then start using your even your inner guidance of like, what would really be best for me for that type of situation? With the goals that you want to achieve, what would be best to have in that situation? And then, of course, as always, I talk about my thirds method is get can get control i'm using air quotes get control of the first third of your day once you've got that streamlined systematized it's just who you are what you do it's kind of like a natural rhythm for most days then move on to your second half of the day then move on to your third half third third of the day right and use this this information as just information it's not good or bad it's not like you ate really crappy whatever it is use it as information because as you see some of these like oh man I ate that and did not feel good you will even be able to become so self-aware that this is an example people talk to me about this all the time with like eating ice cream I can pass on ice cream. I really genuinely can pass on ice cream. Why? Because I have noticed every time I eat ice cream or like a lot of ice cream, right? I, my stomach does not feel good. Like it is not a good aftermath for me. And so I'm very selective on when I am having something like a Dairy Queen Blizzard. It just is what it is. And there have been times where I've been with my mom and my grandma and the kids and they're eating Dairy Queen and I'm like, this just doesn't sound good to me. Like I'm enjoying this time together, but this does not agree with my tummy. Like it just is what it is. And I make it from a self-empowered state, not like a restrictive thing of like, oh, I can't have that because I genuinely don't want the aftermath of what happens. (laughs) Is that TMI? I don't know, but unless I really took that tracking as information and 
applied it to myself, I saw patterns, then I wouldn't be empowered to make the choices that I do. And nobody is perfect. I want to tell you this again. I remember listening to a podcast episode with Amber Brzezinski, who has the podcast Biceps After Babies. That's a macro tracking podcast. And she was talking to Elise from um, Macro Friendly Foods. So she was talking to another professional that is what she does is she creates recipes, delicious recipes. I'll leave both of them linked in the show notes because they are really great to follow. But she makes macro-friendly recipes and they were talking about macro counting and Elise flat out said, I don't hit my macros like spot on 100% every day. And both of them have talked about times where they were tracking and when they were not tracking. It is not this, oh my gosh, if I start tracking now, I'm going to be tracking forever. I have to track forever. No, especially when you get in a good groove of what works for your body, what works for your energy, what makes you feel good, and really um, paying attention to the, the information and then the response that your body gives you, you get into this harmony with yourself. And of course, if you continue to go on that cycle of only tracking your food when you're trying to be extreme, you're always going to have a negative connotation of what it is that you are eating. But if you take four days, don't try to change anything. Just eat in your normal and then see what it is. What does that information tell you? Like what kind of thing, like what kind of light bulb moment presented itself? You may be so surprised and you may be surprised with some good things and you may be surprised with some of the things like I mentioned about the mindless snacking, the not enough protein when you thought you were really eating a lot of protein and not that carbs are bad because I have a whole episode on why gorgeous, gorgeous girls eat eat carbohydrates. (laughs) Carbs aren't bad, but sometimes I even have to check myself on like, oh, well, a breakfast sandwich and, you know, a burrito and something else for dinner, like all of those carbs, like carbs are not bad, but I clearly am consuming too many of them, right? Of like refined processed carbohydrates. And there are times I have to get myself in check too. And I do find that April, May, summertime, it is a good time for me to really refine and look at those habits, look at those things, look at, take it, just take a look at what I am consuming and what I am doing and how I am feeling and how my body has been responding and use that information to make more empowered, informative um, eating choices for myself. So do I think everybody has to track their food all the time? No, but can I? Can it be destructive for some people? Yes, but can it be a tool for becoming empowered and understanding your body better? Absolutely. So it is up to you. It's totally and completely up to you, but I hope that this episode helps you. If you have any questions, please reach out to me on Instagram and I will talk to you guys in the next one. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening today, my friend. And if you loved this episode, before you go, can you share it with a friend or leave a rating and review? It's a small gesture that means a lot to me and helps the podcast reach even more ladies who are wanting to live in sync in a well-rounded way with their life using their cycle as their guide. If you want to see more of the day-to-day stuff in my life, come on over to my Instagram. It's just my name, Joelle Cease. I will leave anything and everything mentioned in the podcast detailed in the show notes. So don't forget to check those out. Thanks again. And I will catch you next time.